Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Practice Project podcast brought to you by Encoder, your digital sheet music library. Today, Ricky, we're myth-busting. Yes, we're going to be looking at some very common misconceptions about, you guessed it, music practice. Our discussion will be centred around Miranda Wilson's article, Practice Mythbusters, Common Misconceptions About Practice for Advanced Students, which originally was published in 2012 and was inspired by one of her own students who wasn't improving despite marathon practice sessions and very little rest in between. We'll be telling you why to let go of some common practice myths, which in turn will improve your playing. So these insights will hopefully benefit students, teachers and musicians alike. And these tips should also be relevant to all instruments, for those of you who play mainly classical music and across all other musical genres. Let's get going. Okay, Ricky, our first myth is the longer you practice, the better. Focusing on how long you spend practicing might be the biggest fallacy among musicians, certainly less experienced ones. As Miranda Wilson says in her article, it's not about how long you practice, it's about how you practice. Exactly. So, you know, when we are planning practice sessions, we shouldn't be thinking about the amount of time we spend, um, but about setting specific and achievable objectives for each session. Uh, For example, Wilson advocates short, sharp, goal-driven sessions of around 30 minutes at most. So a more efficient and effective practice regime and one that is essential for busy working musicians. Yeah, and the goal should be thoughtful, structured practice. Very much quality over quantity. And this is especially the case as you become a more advanced and experienced performer. And that brings us to our second myth. Taking a day off means losing a week's progress. Again, that is absolutely not the case. Wilson emphasizes that, as with anyone involved in a learning process, we need time to rest and recuperate. And this is so that we can continue to practice thoughtfully, uh, stay motivated, and avoid any physical problems. So taking time off definitely won't set you back. Quite the opposite, in fact. Our listeners who tuned into episode three will remember that resting straight after practice has been shown to directly enhance the learning process by improving cognitive recall. So taking a day off from practice completely to give your brain a rest can actually be the best way of consolidating your knowledge. Sleep and rest is good for the brain. Now, our third myth is that musicians should prioritise technique over expression. Wilson argues strongly that this is not the case and that from a very early stage, musical expression should be practised alongside technique, even, for example, during scale warm-ups. In other words, we should always be mindful of why we play music in the first place, not just of how we play. And that leads us to our fourth myth. If you perfect a piece by playing it slowly, you'll do the same when playing it fast. Now, this is something we do often hear as musicians, but Wilson actually tells us otherwise. She points out how techniques that are appropriate for slow playing, particularly on string instruments, are rarely appropriate for faster playing. So playing a piece too slowly for too long can actually work against you. Instead, Wilson recommends practicing a new piece at a slow pace for a very short time, then gradually increasing the tempo by, say, 10 BPMs. And after you've tried it 10 BPMs higher, reduce it by 5 BPMs, then repeat the process until you reach the correct tempo. 
And I will say it is a pretty handy strategy. Definitely, Ricky. And our final myth is to build stamina, you must practice for long periods. Wilson rejects this theory completely on the basis that most concerts won't last hours and hours. And we have the adrenaline to get us through the longer ones anyway. Instead, she suggests that setting up performance conditions or situations during your practice is a much more effective way of preparing for a concert. And as we heard during our last episode, visualizing a large audience during practice is an effective way of recreating a performance scenario and helps to develop expression, a connection and projection amongst music students. So there we have it, folks. The five common practice myths that are debunked in Miranda Wilson's article. I think we busted all of those wide open, Ricky. Hi, I'm Mike Newman, ENCODA's Institutional Partnerships Director. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Practice Project Podcast. You can make your practice even more effective with an ENCODA subscription. You'll get access to over 110,000 titles from renowned publishers, advanced annotation tools, and much more. So, subscribe today and enhance your musical journey with ENCODA. As a quick recap for everyone, here are the five key takeaways from today's episode. Number one, it's not about how long you practice, but how you practice. Aim for quality, not quantity. Number two, don't worry about taking a day off. Rest and recovery is crucial to the learning process and so should be an integral part of your practice routine. Number three, don't neglect musical expression. Practice expression as early and as much as your technique. Number four, Consistently playing a new piece very slowly won't help you get it right in the long run, so only play it slowly for a very short time before increasing the tempo in stages. And number five, you don't need to practice for long periods to build stamina. Your concerts are rarely that long, so you can better prepare by recreating performance conditions during practice. Thanks to Miranda Wilson for her insights and to all of you for joining us again on the Practice Project podcast. Thanks everyone. Until next time, stay healthy and enjoy your music making.